the countdown is on. The brand new School of the Spirit.tv is launching soon. It's launching soon. The old look that you've been familiar with is going away. A whole new look, a whole new back end, all kinds of bells and whistles, all sorts of cool features. We've invested heavily to bring our content onto a platform that's going to really excite you. It's going to be hmm, so much easier. It's going to be motivating. I mean, we, we have pulled out all the stops. So I want you to get a taste of what the new platform is like before we launch it. So go to schoolofthespirit.thinkific.com and you're going to find a free audio presentation with myself and Robert Henderson on healing from the courts of heaven. It'll be up there for probably a few more days. So grab it while you can. If it's not there anymore, I'm sorry, but we're going to relaunch. I want you to just get a taste of it, how easy it is to navigate. Because when we launch, right before we launch, I'm going to send a special gift to all of you. Make sure that you're on my email list. Make sure you listen to the podcast. Anyway, today I want to jump right in to a brand new podcast. So go ahead, listen in. I love the voice of God. However he speaks to me, I want to hear every word that proceeds from his mouth. But the thing about God is when he speaks to us, he wants a response. So how do we respond to the voice of God? I want to share with you a bit of teaching from my series, The Voice of God, and this message is titled, Responding to the Voice of God. Listen in. You know, many years ago, when I first got saved, I immediately began hearing the voice of God. I was just on a prophetic worship podcast this past week with my friend Dean Mitchum from Christian International, and I was talking to him about how immediately I started hearing the voice of God. And and I, I, I was just at some kind of advantage, probably because of the call of my life, because most people have to learn how to hear the voice of God. Like, they don't know what voice is speaking. And so I heard the voice of God immediately, and I would, initially, I would just write it down, because I didn't have anybody to share it with. Like, I wasn't in a church where they believed in prophetic ministry. They never taught anything like it. It was a word of faith church, and they were just like really staunch on the word of God, which is wonderful. We should be into the word of God, but we can't cut the spirit out because the spirit is the one who wrote the word of God. Amen. And so I would just write it down. I would just write it down, and I didn't have anybody to share it with. I'd just keep it. About a year later, I ended up in an apostolic prophetic church, and they believed in prophetic ministry, but I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to I was kind of scared to share it, you know, because you don't know if someone's going to persecute you, if you're going to be wrong, if they're going to say that's not God when you know it's God. I, I didn't for a long time share it. And I got finally got enough confidence that I began to share it with the house prophet. And that's what you're supposed to do, by the way. When you get a prophetic word, don't come running to me with it. Give it to somebody on my staff. Give it to somebody who's been trained in the prophetic. And so they've started getting these words and you know, uh, over time I would release things and I guess it was stuff that there was no way that I could know it except for God. Like I knew stuff about what was going on in the leadership and I knew stuff and things that God wanted to plan for the church. That the, the Holy Spirit had already spoken to the leadership about these things and they didn't tell me. So because I knew it, I was consistently accurate. So after a while, they decided they, they, they ordained me as a house prophet, as one of the house prophets. And uh, so then they wanted me to prophesy for the mic. They said, you got to stop just writing it down. And you want to prophesy? I said, I ain't doing that. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm. No, thank you. That's why I baptized you guys with fire today. It's like, just you're going to prophesy. It may come out of the gate prophesying. I was afraid. And so I would bring it and I would just read it. 
And they say, no, 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 put the notes away. It's okay sometimes to read a prophetic word, especially if it's something you got a long time ago and you're pulling it back out for reference, because you can't necessarily always re-prophesy what you prophesied 10 years ago or five years ago or last year. That's why we write it down. Jeremiah many times delivered scrolls of prophetic words to the king. And so I did not want to do it. And so I would, I would, I would read it. And they said, no, you can't do that. And I finally got enough confidence to begin to prophesy just what I call freelance spontaneously. Right. And you'll get there too. If you're not there already, no matter how confident you are in releasing the voice of God, you can always be more confident. Amen. You can always be more confident. So I've learned a lot about releasing the voice of God. And, you know, maybe you're afraid. Maybe maybe you don't know how to do this in a way that honors him. You know, maybe you're a little, you know, nervous about it. I don't know. Or maybe you've been prophesying for years, and maybe you're more confident than I am. I don't know where you are, but I know you can come up higher. I know there's another level. There's a deeper way. There's more for you, right? There's more detail. You know, look at the prophets in the Bible. Samuel prophesied with just tremendous detail. We don't see a lot of that in prophetic ministry today. That means we have some growing to do, yeah? Yes, some growing to do. Acts 2, 17 says this. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Not prophesy, prophesy. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your, your young men see visions and your old men dream dreams. We're going to talk about releasing the voice of God and ways to do that because there's more than one way to release the voice of God. So we're going to talk about some of those today. Now, this supposes that you have first judged the word. Please don't release a prophetic word that has some kind of direction or some kind of consequence, some kind of weight without judging it. Now, of course, if you're releasing a word spontaneously, all this happens in my mind this quick, it happens in my spirit this quick, because we're not prophesying from here, we're prophesying from here right? But when you've walked with the Lord for decades and decades, you don't have to sit in a closet and judge it for three weeks before you release it. It's called spontaneous prophecy. I've prophesied things before this things come out of my mouth that surprise me. I'm like, whoa, you know, because we get in our head about it if we're not careful and we want to look at the outward man, but God looks at the heart. I've prophesied all kind of wild and crazy things over people that didn't look the part, just like Samuel, right? David didn't look the part. He didn't look the part. But Samuel prophesied over him a great plan and purpose for his life, and it came to pass. So we ca- we got to get out of here and get in here. When you get into the spontaneous realm, it's almost like it all happened so fast. I don't want to say there's no judging in it at all. I just think it, the Holy Spirit can, how do I say this? It happens so fast, it's like the Holy Spirit just takes over your mouth. And so you're really not even thinking about it, but you know when to stop because you know when what you recognize when the unction dries up, the bubbling forth uh, calms down. This supposes that you've determined, here's the thing, it's that you, you don't release the voice of God until you've determined that he's not just speaking to you. Because so many times people release prophetic words and God was just speaking to them about them, but they want to apply it to the whole church or they want to apply it to the whole body of Christ. So if you're new in this, don't assume the words you're hearing are for anybody but you until you know they're for somebody besides you or in addition to you. And every word you receive from the Lord, you can, you can, you first got to apply it to yourself. Be willing to apply it to it, especially if it's correction. Dear God, you got a word of correction, make sure you got it down right before you start correcting other people because you'll bring judgment on yourself. Oh, you don't like that. Let me move on. Woo, Shaba. This, this assumes before you release it 
that you've prayed it through. Many times before you release the word of God, release the voice of God, you need to pray it through. You need to pray that the people who are supposed to have ears to hear it will have ears to hear it, that they'll receive it, right? Because it's a dangerous thing when someone rejects the word, the voice of God. It's it's a dangerous thing for them. So we want to do our part, especially if it's a heavy word, You know, if it's beyond edification, exhortation, comfort, we want to make sure that their heart is prepared to receive the word as much as it depends on us. So we have a responsibility to pray that their ears would receive it, their heart would be ready to understand, okay? This supposes all that. It supposes that just because God is speaking, you know, here's the thing. Just because God is speaking doesn't mean you're supposed to share it. You might just be supposed to pray about it. You might just supposed to be supposed to go into intercession with it. Everything you hear is not to be said. Ooh, sometimes we don't we pray, we we pray instead of say. Right? So we have to understand, is it's just because I know this, am I supposed to release it, or is this just for me to pray through? Then of course, you know, is spontaneous prophecy, which we talked about. And I've got a whole book out there called Prophetic Protocols and Ethics. And there's 101 protocols and ethics that you can apply to prophetic ministry. It's not religiosity. They're, they're, they're uh, banks on the river. Uh, things I've seen over 22 years of prophetic ministry that uh, will really help you not to go off the deep end and to walk accurately in the spirit, which is what we all want. So, Father, as we begin to talk about releasing your voice, Lord, give us an accurate spirit to hear. Help us, Lord, to hear your voice so clearly today that we would not hear or listen or heed any other spirit trying to whisper in our ear. Help us, Lord, to, uh, to adopt these guidelines, these, these nuggets of wisdom that you've shared through scripture and apply them to uh, releasing your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. So first of all, remember that the primary purpose of the gift of prophecy, according to 1 Corinthians 14.3, is edification, exhortation, and comfort. If you are not a prophet, you're not supposed to be swimming in the deep end of the prophetic. You're not supposed to be giving highly directional words. You're not supposed to be giving geopolitical, you know, international prophetic utterances. You're supposed to stick within the confines or the boundaries of edification, exhortation, and comfort. If you get something beyond that, which you may, I'm not saying any believer can't get some national or international, anybody. God can speak to anybody about anything. He prophesied through a donkey. He can certainly prophesy through us. Amen. Right. But if you get something beyond that and you're not a prophet, please go to other people who are more mature and let them judge it before you release something over the body of Christ that's going to scare them to death. We saw that with a man a couple of years ago who had a dream. He was a pastor in some city, and he had a dream, and it was such a, a difficult, uh, scary dream. He, he, he had never experienced anything like that, and he released it without going to any elders for wisdom on how to release it, and it scared people to the point that they started going and buying bunkers and guns and food and, store, and trying to hole up you know, under the earth. So you have to understand that if you're not used to operating in a certain realm of the prophetic, you know, don't go there without some, some counsel because it's going to it's going to save you a lot of trouble. You don't want to ruin your prophetic reputation before you even have one. Right? They see you come and they're like, "Oh no, I'm out of here. I don't want to hear nothing they have to say." Amen. I'm coming. I'm out. The other thing is, before you prophesy over people, and these some of these things are not in that book out there, probably should be. Um, ask somebody permission, okay? So for example, 
in this church, we have, we place a high value on prophetic accuracy. So we're a little sensitive to people that we don't know going around and prophesying over people we do know. Amen. We're a little sensitive about that. Why? Because I have a reputation in the prophetic and I don't need people who are visiting from Toronto or Suriname like they did last week or Ukraine or from down the street to get a crazy word. And then they say that hurts them. And then they go around telling people, well, I got hurt in Jennifer LeClaire's church by some goofy prophet, prophetic utterance. So we're very sensitive about that. We have an altar team. We have a prostitute team. We have a ministry team. Uh, and, you know, if it's your buddy, you can prophesy to them all day long. But we're sensitive to that. So, so ask permission, right? Well, that was just a taste of one of the classes in my series, The Voice of God. We go deep. I'm going to teach you how to hear the voice of God, the many ways God speaks, and much, much more. This is one of our most popular courses because so many people are craving and hungry to hear the voice of God, but haven't been equipped to go deeper into those realms of his voice. I want to pray for you in just a minute, but listen into this really quick. I'll be right back. God is speaking more than we're listening. Many people struggle to hear God's voice, so they walk in spiritual drought or miss God's will or His warnings. Some are even deceived by the enemy. The prophetic voice of God is not difficult to hear if you cultivate a listening ear. When Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, He was talking about you. So how can you position your spiritual ears to hear what's on God's heart? How can you better discern if you're hearing your own conscience, God's voice, or the enemy? How does God speak to his people today? And why does it seem so hard sometimes to hear God clearly? In my new series, The Voice of God, Listening, Discerning, and Releasing Holy Spirit's Words, I'm going to help you gain confidence in your ability to hear, respond, and share what the Holy Spirit is saying. God wants you to hear his voice. And he wants you to share his words of life with others. Get equipped to press past the spiritual static and hear God's voice with clarity at schoolofthespirit.tv slash voice of God. So let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you help us to not just hear your voice, but respond to your heart, to take action by faith on what you tell us to do. Help us to be so confident that we know that we know that we know that you have spoken to us, that we will not be afraid to act on what you've said, to do your will, whatever that means, going to someone, speaking a word, taking on a new venture. God, we want to hear your voice and respond accurately, rightly, and quickly. So help us to do it in Jesus' name. Guys, go deeper with me at schoolofthespirit.tv. This series is found at schoolofthespirit.tv slash voice of God. I'll be back with you soon.